Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 441 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB coming at you solo dolo. Uh, a little delayed because your boy just got back from Baltimore covering the PLL at Homewood Field, which was an absolute blast. Shout out to everybody involved with the PLL and shout out to Baltimore. You guys absolutely showed out. Um... We'll talk about that more on OTB later this week, which you can watch on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to Underground Sports Philadelphia on YouTube and subscribe to uh, OTB wherever you get your podcasts. But also subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, leave the five-star ratings and reviews and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like button, click the bell icon, comment down below. It really, really goes a long way in helping us grow what this operation wants to be. So, uh... Be a friend, tell a friend, and let's uh, let's get this thing cooking. But we got a lot to dive into on the show today. Phil's successful road trip, but now down Bryce Harper. What do we what do we got to do here? You know, what do we got to figure out uh, to to make this thing work until Bryce can come back? Uh, the Sixers make a draft night trade. Danny Green is gone. We'll talk about the new guy in town as well. Uh, and Villanova guys continue to sign everywhere. During the draft, uh, the union massive, massive dub. We'll talk about that, and of course, uh, the Stanley Cup comes to a close with a former Flyer in the spotlight. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com/slash Underground Sports PHI, and of course, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed. Like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And leave those five-star ratings and reviews. It really does help because uh, right now in Armenia, we're in the top 100 still, and we're ahead of the Skip Bayless show in Armenia. We're better than Skip Bayless in Armenia. Uh, so go subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Click the bell icon. Share the video. Share the channel. But subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And smash that like button. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC. Ducharms Pro Foot. Security 21 Security Systems. Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated. Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC. And the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your order. Sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses are now available. You get 25% off of those bad boys with promo code USP as well. Kenwood Beer, the official beer of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap 
in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino, go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use our code BinoUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. I just got like informally invited to go to a, a Bino major in Oklahoma. Um, so we'll see if I end up going to that in November. But BinoBoard.com. Help support our sponsors who support us and make this operation continue to flow. Um, let's get into it. Bryce Harper out indefinitely. He's on the 10-day IL right now. Um, just an absolute warrior. Says he'd rather take that 98-mile-per-hour pitch to the face rather than uh, taking it to the thumb. It's uh, It's tough. It's tough that, you know, when things felt like they were going good for this Phils team, they uh, it, it comes to a screeching halt with Bryce Harper being out, who's playing at an MVP pace once again. Um, arguably a, a better MVP pace than he did in 2021 when he actually won the MVP. It sucks that um, he's going to be out for the long haul. Don't know when he'll be back. Um, it does give you Chase Utley 2007 vibes when John Lannon broke his uh, broke Utley's hand. Um, so I mean, there are ways to fix this, and the Philly. I'll get into the road trip as well, but there are ways to fix this with Bryce Harper out. Um. You know, there are guys who will be available at the trade deadline because the teams are just not good. Um, you know, you, you got to look at some of these bottom-of-the-barrel teams that are looking to retool and looking to get better with prospects and everything. And Matt and I, on Wednesday show, went over prospects you'd be willing to, to trade uh, at the deadline for this Phillies team. Um, and I mean... There's guys, Jim Salisbury wrote about this at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Um, you know, the Nationals could move on from Josh Bell or Nelson Cruz. The Marlins, they could trade Jesus Aguilar. Um, Baltimore could move Trey Mancini or Anthony Santander. Santander, however you pronounce his last name. I always pronounce it like the bank. Uh, the Royals could trade Whit Merrifield or Andrew Benintendi. The Cubs could trade Ian Happ uh, and David Robertson. Arizona could move David Peralta and Mark Melanson. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, they have Brian Reynolds, obviously, but he's going to cost you a ton. I Looking at these, I think the names that stand out to me that I would be down to go and get right now if I'm Dave Dombrowski, and this was even before the Bryce Harper thing, you got to look at, at the Royals with the connection that Dombrowski has to Andrew Benintendi who I totally even forgot was on the Royals. The Royals stink. Benintendi's on an expiring contract. Dombrowski knows him. Makes sense to go out and get him. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. 
the exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. That's move number one because it's not going to cost you anything really. Number two, the Ian Happ, David Robertson thing. I like a lot, and it sucks that you'd have to trade for David Robertson because he was here very recently. Um, but he's pitching at a an all star level. Ian Happ is kind of a reclamation project, if you will. Um, he's been up and down in just like how good and bad he's been uh, this season. Ian Happ. Let's see his stats. Ian Happ this year, he's hitting 279, so he's having a pretty decent year this year. Much better than um, what he's had the past couple seasons, I would say. And, I mean, the biggest part is that he's staying healthy. Um, last year, his batting average was way down, hitting 226. His OPS was 757, which is the lowest it had been since 2018. Um, you know... Kind of an up and down year for him last year. He did hit 25 home runs and 66 RBIs, which is the most in his career, um, home run wise and second most RBI wise. But the batting average is way down. The on base percentage was way down. Um, but this year he's putting together a really solid season. And I mean, Ian Happ can play all over the field. He can play the infield. He can play the outfield. That's somebody I'm very intrigued by. Uh, and if I had to to put a bookmark on somebody it's Ian Happ David Robertson Andrew Benintendi you got to look at this situation with Bryce very similar to you know and everybody's made this comparison to the Ronald Acuna Jr. situation last year for the Braves where they went out and traded for Jorge Soler they went out and traded for Jock Peterson they went out and traded for Eddie Rosario uh, who were all three guys on expiring contracts to fill their outfield void and kind of just platoon them around see what worked and they went on and won a World Series without their best player. Or, you know, 1A if you want to count Freddie Freeman as their best player, which I probably would. Um, you know, they 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 went out and did the thing and, and got guys who fit into what they were trying to do. And they were cost effective. That's what Dave Dombrowski has to do. He's got to look at some of these players that are cost effective assets that... If they play well, you can you can negotiate to bring them back next year. But if not, you just move on after the season, and and that's totally fine. But they have to be the right pieces. You can't just go out and trade, you know, like like they did at the trade deadline a couple years ago, going and getting you know, just ancillary pieces that didn't really make sense. That that we're not going to be here for the long haul, like the Esdrubal Cabreras and stuff like that. You have to go and get pieces that are going to make an impact, but also not cost you that much and destroy an already weak farm system um, because you have to continue to build up this talent that you have down on the farm, uh, especially, you know, with the young pitching that they have coming up with, you know, Griff McGarry, Andrew Painter, and Mick Abel. So, I mean, you, you have to be calculated with the decisions you make, but I think right now 
that that's a solid you know thing to target in on is Ian Happ, uh, David Robertson, and Andrew Benintendi would be the guys I'd feel pretty good about if they went and traded for. And then obviously I still think that the Phillies need to go and get a starting pitcher um, because Ranger Suarez, yes, he pitched well this weekend, um, but you don't know how long that's going to last. And you you can't risk, you know, Zach Eflin being out for an extended period of time. So I still think you need to go get a, a starting pitcher somewhere um, and we'll see if that works out. But the Phillies did have a successful road trip nonetheless, even with the Bryce Harper injury. Um, you know, they take four out of five from the Nationals like we talked about on Wednesday. They drop the the two to the Rangers like we talked about as well. But then they go out to San Diego, who is a very good team this year. Um, the Padres going into this series, I believe we're in first place in the NL West. Um, they are now two games back in the NL West, uh, behind the Dodgers. So this was a, a big series for the Phillies to take three out of four from the Padres, four out of five from the Nationals. You drop the two in Texas, so be it. But to go seven and four, I think a lot of people would have signed up for that. Granted, you probably wanted to split with the Rangers or sweep the Nationals um, because a lot of people went in probably thinking we were going to split with the Padres. So to take three out of four is big. The Phillies win the season series against the Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, so the Phillies versus the state of California court case continues to look very, very good. Um, but now the Phillies three games back of second place in the division going into a three-game series against the Braves. We we talked about this all month long when we were looking at the Phillies' schedule ahead and how things were working out for them this month and how well they've played. Um, you have a chance to be tied with the Atlanta Braves for second place in the division going into the month of July, which is insane to think about um, because you look at the Phillies after that Braves series for the month of July going into the All-Star break, uh, you continue the homestand for quite a while. You have three at home against the Cardinals to start the month of July. You have three at home against the Nationals. Um, then you go on the road to play the Cardinals. Then you go to Toronto to play the Blue Jays, and we'll see who's going to be available for that series. Two games set against the Jays. Um, and then you wrap up the first half of the season down in Miami against the Marlins before you go to Chicago, right before the All-Star break, and probably start scouting David Robertson and Ian Happ. Um, and then the month of July also ends with a three-game set against the Braves and four on the road against the Pirates. And then August starts with a two-game set against the Braves. A lot of Braves series coming up that the Phillies got to, uh, got to be on point for. And they're just playing good baseball right now. Like, the, the bullpen, for some reason, has stepped up in a big way. Rob Thompson knows how to manage a bullpen. Um, the the starting pitching has been pretty quality outside of Zach Wheeler's one little blunder, which is very rare for him. Um, Kyle Gibson, you know, battled, couldn't get through la uh, yesterday on Sunday, and the bullpen stepped up. That's what you need from this bullpen is them to step up in big situations and Jerry's familiar to just not pitch because that guy absolutely stinks. Um, 
I've been so impressed by the way that the Phillies have played, and it just it shows you that this team is capable of so much more than what they were giving you when Joe Girardi was at the helm. Rob Thompson knows how to communicate with these guys. He's putting guys in positions to win. And, I mean, if they continue to play like this and can continue to rock and roll through the, the, the rest of the summer and they're in the playoff hunt, like, September rolls around, Bryce is potentially back, Gene Segura is potentially back. I'm just saying, this is setting up pretty well for the Phillies right now. And this is the, the most optimistic and, like, as good as we have felt about the Phillies this late in the season since we've started this podcast back in 2018. Like, the Phillies at, uh, around this time, it's like, all right, you know, they're they at 500. It uh, doesn't look like they're going anywhere, though. Let's see what Band-Aid moves they make at the trade deadline to try to patch this thing together, and then it all just falls apart. But right now, I feel so much different about this team that I have over the past four or five years that it, it, it truly feels like the pendulum is swinging. And I really feel like this team has what it takes. Even with Bryce out, even with Gene Segura out, I feel like they have pieces in place, whether it's in-house or you know the ability to go out and make trades for guys, that they will have what it takes to make it to the postseason and finally end this postseason drought. And it's giving me, it's giving 2007 vibes a little bit. It's giving a little bit of 2007 vibes, um, 2006 maybe. And, you know, just got to take care of business against the Braves. Like, even if you don't sweep, if you take two out of three and win the series, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. But you can't, you can't drop the series. You can't get swept. You got to go in there punch them in the mouth, say, hey, we're not going anywhere, and really knock the Braves down a level after, you know, they've been riding high for the past uh, month and a half or so. Um, but the Phillies on Tuesday night have a chance to get to 40 wins. I can't tell you the last time the Phillies got to 40 wins in June. Actually, I'm going to look that up. Let's take a look here. Um, Phillies, 2021, game by game record. So let's see, 2021, the Phillies got to 40 wins. Scrolling, 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 still going. Phillies got to their 40th win in 2021 on July 5th. So they're ahead of schedule from where they were last year. Let's take a look at 2019, the last uh, full season before last year. Not going to count 2020 because it was only 60 games. The Phillies in 2019 did not get to 40 wins until... Around this time, June uh, 24th, they got to 40 wins. So they were a little ahead, but I mean, still relatively the same time. 2018, game-by-game game record for the Phils. They got to 40 wins in 2018. 
around this time. So, you know, just got to put it together, boys. Just got to put it together. I, I think, let's see what 2007 was when they got to 40 wins. Phillies in 2007 got to 40 wins. Again, the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. June 26th, just saying, just saying, it's right there for the taking. It's very 2007. Um, so, I mean, if they can if they can do what it takes against the Braves to really just, you know, punch them in the mouth, take two out of three, sweep them, you know, show that this is not, this, we're not going away. This is going to be a three-team race in the NL East all summer long, Mets, Braves, Phils, because, I mean, as, as crazy as it is, like the Phillies are eight games back in the division from first place. That's still not that crazy in the month of June. Like if it was if it was September, maybe. But we've seen worse, obviously. Um, I'm not like too scared. You know, I think the Mets are the Mets and they'll get their pieces back. But we've seen catastrophic meltdowns from the New York Mets in years past. I still think this this division's wide open. As, as crazy as that probably sounds to all of you listening or watching this right now, I still think the NL East is wide open. Whether it's the Mets, the Braves, or the Phillies, I think the division is still there for the taking. And we'll see what happens, you know, going into this Brave series. But this is the biggest series we've had this late in the season um, with just how close every team is as well. In God knows how long. So I'm very excited for, you know, these coming games Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, against the Braves at CBP. I'm sure it's going to be rocking. If you're going to the stadium, go out and support the boys. They're, they're, they're going to need it, you know. They're, they're going to need that that hometown support. So go out uh, to CBP. This is not an ad either. Just go out and rock out with the boys. And uh, let's take a look at the NL East run differential brought to you by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. That's playpickup.com. The Mets lead in the way at plus 67. The Braves at plus 44. The Phils at plus 35. The Marlins at plus 15, even five games under 500. The Nationals at minus 111. That is your NLE's run differential update. Uh, and it is crazy to look at some of these other teams like the Yankees at plus 144 and the Dodgers at plus 132. That's just asinine and insane to me. Um, and boy, oh boy, do I need the Pirates to continue losing games for my future bet to hit. <laughs> um, also, speaking of future bets, I wonder what Aaron Ola's strikeouts look like. Pitching, Aaron Knowles at 109 strikeouts this season. Guys, I have a futures bet on Aaron Nola 
to have more than 219 and a half strikeouts this year. It is June, and we are almost there. <laughs> Knock on wood. Um, I hope that's you know a trend that continues. Nola's been pitching very, very well this year, and I think uh, you know the way things are looking. It's uh, it's looking real good. I should have put more on that. I only put three dollars and twenty nine cents on that at minus one ten. Um, but Aaron Nola two nineteen and a half. I was like, that feels really low for Aaron Nola, and he's at one hundred and nine right now. So he needs a hundred and eleven more strikeouts uh, the rest of the way to to reach that threshold, which seems very very likely. And I need the Pirates to keep losing so that they have the worst record in baseball. And that future bet hits for me, because right now the worst record in baseball belongs to the Oakland A's at 25-49. and 49. Pirates sit at 29-43. and 43. So I need the Pirates to keep losing. <laughs> There's too many teams behind them uh, for the worst record, but... Let's go Phils. I'm feeling real good about the Phils right now. I'm feeling real good. Real, real good about them. Uh, the Sixers draft night has come and gone. And they did not draft anybody. <laughs> uh, the Sixers did make a big trade. And they traded Danny Green and pick 23 to the Grizzlies for DeAnthony Melton. Uh, 24-year-old. Out of North Hollywood, went to USC. He was second-round pick in the 2018 NBA draft. Um, he's point guard, shooting guard. Uh, very, very fun player from every like highlight that I've looked at. He, he can dunk. He can shoot. Um, he can play defense. And Daryl Morey drafted him when he was in Houston with the 46th pick, but he was traded to Phoenix before his uh, rookie season began, that he's been with the Grizzlies since uh, 2020, I believe. 2019, he got traded to the Grizzlies. Okay. Um, who did he get traded for? Oh, he was in the Josh, uh, the Kyle Corver, Josh Jackson deal. Okay. We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Um, and Melton, you know, he signed a four-year, $34.6 million contract in 2020 with the Grizzlies. So he's got two more years, uh, on that contract. And the pick that the Sixers traded, uh, ended up being the rights to David Roddy along with Danny Green. Danny Green, consummate pro, going to miss him being on this roster. He was a leader on and off the court, but, uh, I'm very excited for DeAnthony Melton to be a part of this team. I think he's a, a nice injection of, you know, just like youth and, um, 
you know, I think he's going to bring a presence that the Sixers team has kind of lacked a little bit and uh, a solid piece off the bench for this team, you know, behind Tyrese Maxey, behind James Harden. I really, really like this pick, um, this pickup by the Sixers. And um, I think he's going to fit in really well with Philadelphia. I think his energy, his vibe, his swagger fits the city very, very well. And uh, I think Daryl Morey did a, a really solid job picking up DeAnthony Melton on draft night, um, trading out of, you know, the pick and Nova guys signing everywhere. I, I just don't understand how the Sixers continue to miss on getting these Villanova boys. Colin Gillespie going to the Nuggets, um, whole bunch, like pretty much the entire, you know, group of, of Villanova players who entered the draft, ended up getting signed or, uh, you know, going somewhere uh, overseas to to play. And it's just a testament to how good of a coach and how good of a talent developer Jay Wright and his entire staff are. Um, very excited for Colin. He deserves it. And I know the, the Nuggets got a winner with Colin Gillespie. So I'm very excited to see how he uh, shakes out with the Nuggets. But uh, moving to the pitch... The Philadelphia Union are top of the table, ladies and gentlemen. They get a big, big dub against NYFC, uh, getting the big three points. And the Philadelphia Union are now atop the table in the MLS Eastern Conference. And uh, it's just great to see because I hate New York City. I hate New York City FC. Um they are just a bunch of bozos. Union this year, seven wins, one loss, eight draws, um, 29 points, leading the Eastern Conference. They are only four points behind LAFC for the Supporter Shield, which is uh, very cool. And they're tied with Real Salt Lake in terms of points. And Union have played the same amount of matches as LAFC, so... We'll see how that all shakes out for the Supporter Shield, but the Union being top of the table is great. The energy on Twitter last night was awesome. Um, seeing the boys, you know, pop out and, and get a big three points at home was huge. Um, the the game-winning goal was insane. And, you know, they're the best team in the city right now. Um, it's them and the Phils performing, obviously, but the Union just continue to pop out and, and show out and, They've got big matches coming up. Um, they've got one on, let's see, the next match for the Union will be on Wednesday night at home against Chicago, who are currently the worst team in the Eastern Conference. So hopefully the Union will assert their dominance at home and, and pop out there. Then July 3rd, they play Columbus. Then D.C. United on the road on July 8th. Uh, then July 13th, they play Inter-Miami. July 16th, they play New England. July 23rd, they play Orlando City. And July 30th, they play the Houston Dynamo. Um, so a lot of big matches coming up for the Union. A lot of points to be had, which is exciting. Um, I mean, they're just the model of consistency in any sport, really. The Union have just been such a... Uh, like they are the gold standard for what you want an organization to be. 
in terms of consistency, in terms of talent development, um, in terms of, you know, just vibes. <laughs> they they certainly know how to get it going, and uh, I can't wait. I think August 6th, even if the Union don't ask me, uh, I'm going to pop out for that, for that game and uh, make my first appearance in the stands and for a soccer game at uh at Subaru Park um to take in a union match because the vibes are are immaculate there and it's always it's always fun to watch from you know the twitterverse and and see how things play out for the union when they're rocking and rolling um but they get a big dub in front of Chad Ochocinco Ochocinco was in the building for the dub bringing the vibes <laughs> Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's already more of a term, isn't know. I think that's how it always goes. Like, 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 five minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. He's great. He's one of us. Chad Chad Johnson is just a consummate Philadelphian. <laughs> he uh, he's been going at people who have come at him on the Twitter, and uh, it's very funny. Chad Ochocinco inserting himself as hashtag one of us hashtag from here is one of the best developments of 2022. I think Chad Chad Johnson is working his way on potentially being on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Hall of Fame just for the hashtag from here, uh, you know, vibes. And it, it's electric, you know. He uh, he popped out, Union undefeated with Ocho in the building. Not much else you can, you can ask for, you know, from a guy who has never played a sport here and is just integrating himself into the community loves Philadelphia and uh you know he's talking about going and getting cheesesteaks at Jim's Ocho you gotta come on underground cheesesteaks with Dom and, and go on a cheesesteak uh run with us we'd love to have you on the show we're getting that started very very soon on the YouTube youtube.com search underground sports Philadelphia underground cheesesteaks will be coming to the channel very very soon What better way than to have Ocho Cinco popping out at gyms with Dom talking about one of the best cheesesteaks on the planet? That would be electric because they could talk shit about FIFA. <laughs> I know Dom has like his personal rivalries with Ocho. 
Um, so that would be absolutely hilarious content to have Chad Ochocinco and Dom taking down cheesesteaks at gyms uh, on South Street and just doing the damn thing. But Ocho in the building, Union are the top of the table. The vibes were immaculate. And, uh, man, they're just very fun. The Union are such a fun team. And I love, you know, slowly getting myself into, you know, just watching the Union perform and um, really entrenching myself as an MLS guy, um, which will be fun. We'll be talking about some some stuff. As you guys are watching this on Monday, uh, later on today, I'll be hosting Top Bins with Dom uh, because Matt is in the Midwest. He's, he's in the big C bus as we, we brought up on the show last week. Um, so I'll be stepping in, hosting top bins with Dom, talking some footy, and uh, there's some big names coming to the MLS, which is very exciting for MLS fans and uh, some big West Coast MLS fans, I should say. But Ocho Cinco, the vibes are here. The Union top of the table, the vibes are amazing, and uh, the Stanley Cup, the vibes were great <laughs> until it came tumbling down. The Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup for the first time since, I believe it was 2001, um, which is wild to think about. Um, they are your Stanley Cup champions, and they take down the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wild stuff. Um, yeah, their last Stanley Cup was 2000-2001. Um, they win the series four games to two. And obviously, you go skate around with the Stanley Cup after you win, and they were going to take the team photo. And our old pal Knack, former flyer, the Knack attack, takes a tumble with the Stanley Cup and dents it probably 20 minutes into the avalanche being Stanley Cup champs. No better way than the Flyers to be in the spotlight, the Knack, uh, you know, denting the cup and... Uh, having Philadelphia fans just have an absolute laugh with uh, with everything, with the Stanley Cup. The Avalanche, they earned it. They were in incredible performance to take down a juggernaut like the Lightning, uh, who have been in the Stanley Cup like three years in a row. They, they have been, you know, they've been the gold standard um, in the NHL in terms of just, you know, keeping the team's core together, going out and, you know, winning Stanley Cups, and they've only been around since 1992, and the Lightning have three Stanley Cups, 03-04, 1920, 2021, and then uh, this year, 21-2022, and and they also were in the Stanley Cup in 14-15, so I mean, bunch of, uh, you know, bunch of consistency from the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they uh, they fall just shy of the three-peat, which would have been insane, because... I don't even know what hockey teams have three-peated. Have there been any? Uh, let's see. How many teams have won three straight Stanley Cups? The New York Islanders did from 80 to 83. The Canadians in 76 to 79. The Maple Leafs from 62 to 64. The Canadians from 56 to 60. The Leafs from 47 to 49. Wow. 
they would have been in rare company, but nobody has done the the three-peat uh, since the New York Islanders um, from 80 to 83. They won four straight. Um, so the Tampa Bay Lightning fall just shy. Knack gets in the spotlight, dropping the cup and denting it on the ice. And uh, Colorado now needs to do a joint championship parade with the Colorado Mammoth and Colorado Avalanche. Uh, both winning within the last two weeks, winning championships. And then uh, Stan Kroenke, L.A. Rams, also winning the Super Bowl. So he's got three titles um, to his name over the last four months. That's insane. <laughs> what a time. Um, what a time. Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. If only Claude Giroux had gotten traded to the Avalanche, that would have been uh, that would have been pretty sweet. That would have been pretty sweet, Claude. Should have done it. You should have done it to the Avs. Um, but yeah, Phils, let's take care of business against the Braves. Let's take at least two out of three. Do the damn thing. Um, also, shout out to the boys, the Arkells. They had the the rally up in Canada this past weekend. Looked like an absolute blast. Um, the merch that they had, the basketball court that they had set up was so sweet. Um, one day I'll make it up for an Arkells rally, um, because they popped off. They have a new song with Ali and AJ that is out now. Um, so go check that out. They've supported us pretty much from the jump. Um, so go check out everything that Arkells has going on with their new music. Go check out their merch. Go check out everything that they got going on. Um, cause they're doing the damn thing. They are doing the damn thing and the rally looked insane. So shout out to everybody that got a chance to go to that. And, uh, one day I'll make it up there because it was, uh, it was one of those things that made you feel big time FOMO, big time FOMO. Um, so shout out to the Arkells. Very, very pumped for them to be able to continue doing what they've been doing uh, up in Canada with, with the big-time uh, rally concerts and everything. And to, to bring that back this year was uh, pretty sweet, just seeing everything going on on, on their social media and everything. Um, check out their album, too, Blink Once. It's a fucking banger. Uh, that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you're following us on the Twitter machine and the Instagram machine at underground PHI. Follow me on the Twitter machine at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, and, of course, leave the five-star ratings and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Hit the like button. Click the bell icon. Comment down below, share the video with your friends, and uh, tell them to subscribe so they don't miss a single second of Underground Sports Philadelphia content that comes out throughout each and every week. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, use promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. 
Kenwood Beer. Use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino, go to BinoBoard.com and use code BinoUSP for 10% off your order from our pals over at Bino. This has been episode number 441 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. We'll be back Wednesday night, probably myself and a special guest uh, guest host for Midwest, Matt, who will not be back until next week. Um, so it'll be me and a guest host that you'll find out if you follow us on the Twitter machine. Um, we're looking forward to that, looking forward to uh, breaking down game one of this Brave series and diving into game two as well on Wednesday night. But until then, I'm your boy KB. And I am getting the heck out of here and signing off. Peace. Champions.